Well, we don't have a name. We don't have an intro. We don't really know what we're doing here, but it is Matt and Berg. We are back, and we're ready to go. Let's get into some sports, Berg. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I think everyone needs to know, too. We just spent the last 45 minutes trying to fix our white noise, so we are absolute rookies right now. We do not have any idea what's happening, but this is going to be hopefully a fun one, just getting back in the flow of things. Yeah, we're totally rookies. I mean, we had we had the studio up at school at Cal Poly, and now we got to do this on our own. So I want to start with this, Berg. You were at the Rams game yesterday against the Falcons. I wasn't surprised to see the Falcons pull off a win. I was surprised to see the Rams put up only 13. That was horrible. Honestly, top five worst nights of my life. I was there for five hours before the game started. I literally had to set my alarm in the morning yesterday in order to get to a game that started at 5.15 p.m., which was horrible. And from start to finish, the offense could not move the ball. Their defense played great, and their special teams 100% blew the game for them, which is, which is shocking for a unit that's been the best in the NFL, like objectively the best in the NFL all season. They had they had three all three all pro spots were taken uh, actually two of the three were taken by Rams Johnny Hecker Farrell Cooper it's it's mind blowing to me that they could blow it this bad two fumbles I mean that they having Zerline out we don't have any range from our field goal kicker it's just you know a rough game I'm glad it didn't come down to a field goal is the reason we lost but it, it was tough from start to finish and that energy in the building was. It was great to have good playoff football back in L.A., but it, it was it was sad from the start that, you know, everyone could kind of feel that it wasn't going to How go full great. was the Coliseum? When I went earlier this year for a Rams game, Rams-Texans, it was pretty empty. Did they, were they able to get it pretty full yesterday? It was full. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's always going to be open spots there at the Coliseum. I mean, it's a 90,000-seat stadium. Right. But it, was, it was packed, and it was loud, and it was a lot of fun. You know, when it got going, especially early on when there was still hope, it was – it was good, but, you know, I mean, I'm just such an irrational fan that there's two minutes left in the game, down by 13, I'm still saying, hey, we got time. We got plenty of time. I said that probably 150 times yesterday, that we got time. But Yeah, there was time until, like, two minutes to go. Yeah, there was still time until there was literally no time. I, I kind of have a hot take here. I, I don't like going to games. I'd much rather watch it on my couch. Why is that? I mean, I, I love going to games if it's a big game. I always would rather watch on my couch. It's a better view. If people haven't been to a stadium before, it's surprising. It's it's much better view on on the couch it's yeah it's not it's like night and day I, I just hate like get so distracted by all the other hoopla that's happening in the stadium i want to sit there i want to listen to the commentators and get mad at them for saying dumb things i want to drink a beer in peace that doesn't cost 15 dollars per beer literally 15 dollars for a corona yesterday mind-blowing i got dollar coors lights unless i'm here with you and you offer me coors lights that are from two, two, that expired in 2014 hey collector's item Col- literally a collector's item coors light right now that apparently was bought in like 2004 um but, you know, I, I, I would have rather watched the game. I need to rewatch it from home because there's, there's parts you miss too, right? You don't – things you Yeah, you see don't have that, the best angle. Yeah, and so I'm just – I'm kind of looking forward to watching it again and just, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a masochist and I'm just going to hate myself for a little bit. But I think I'm going to go rewatch that game and see where, where it all went wrong. Yeah, and I guess a big theme for me in these playoffs, and it even goes to the NBA, is like the media is always so ready to change out the old guard for the new guard. So they're ready for the Rams and they're ready to say goodbye to the Falcons. They're ready to say the Patriots are splitting up and that it's over for them. And then they come back and are the number one seed. And I see the same thing in the NBA. You know, people are saying, Oh, we're ready for the Celtics or, Oh, we're ready for the Rockets in the West. And it's like, but isn't it just going to be the same story? Why do I even need to watch the regular season? Like, it's, isn't it going to be Golden State and Cleveland again? I mean, there is a story with Boston, but I just see this in all sports. Like, everyone's always ready, and I feel like last night was a reminder, like, hey, like, the Falcons had some momentum. They won, they, you know, should have won the Super Bowl last year before blowing it. Uh, they're still a good team. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that, that. I think the media is always ready to crown the new champ, but... 
it, it, especially like in the NBA, I mean, I'm obviously a diehard NBA fan. You got to find those storylines during the regular season, and that's that's been the tough part lately is finding what it is. And, and you know, that's this season been the Bucks, right? Watching Giannis is unbelievable. The Rockets are just burning the earth down with their uh, new offense and having Chris Paul and James Harden, but. It is tough, and I think that's the thing in the NFL, too, is, is always try to find that next great thing. But the thing, too, is people come out of nowhere, right? You have teams that you didn't think were going to be any good that were all of a sudden amazing. Two years ago, the Falcons were, uh, like, had a top-five pick. They were horrible two years ago, and then all of a sudden last year they should have won the Super Bowl. This year they played horrible football all year. Not horrible, I take that back, but they haven't played great Not football great. all year. And then come into the playoffs and decide, oh, yeah, we do like to play football again. We do know how to play, and and – they really showed up. I, I, I'm going to give them credit. Their defense showed up huge. Their offense was doing some stuff that I'd never seen them do. But it, it was it was over for the Rams from the start of the game. And you could see it in their eyes. I mean, I, I was hoping that it would have the opposite effect, saying, you know, these guys don't realize how big of a game it is. They're going to be innocent and just come in here and play some football and play a good game. They weren't ready. The limelight was too big for them, and, and they weren't ready to step up. But, you know, it, again, building blocks, I'm excited. You told me this in yeah. August. I, I'd be very happy about that. So. I'll take I'll take a good season for now. Yeah, and I think it's the ebbs and flows. Like the like we're watching the Jags right now. It's fourth quarter. Jags have ten to three on Buffalo, and like a storyline this season has been the Jags D, mm-hmm. and you know that's been a hot story. And then it's been you know the hot start of Kansas City early on in the year. And even I got overhyped into that before this weekend started thinking you know Kansas City was hot again after the early mm-hmm. you know the midseason slump, and now they're out and they're done and they're gone from Tennessee and you know, there's so many teams that get these hot starts, but then it feels like it's, you know, always the same teams in the end. Like, I could easily see it being Steelers-Pats again in the AFC Championship. It, it's got to be. I mean, because you're going to have the Titans and then either the Bills or the Jacksonville. Those are going to be the two teams playing in the divisional round against the Pats and Steelers. It's going to be a cakewalk. I mean, the, it's going to be, the, if if the Pats end up playing the Titans in the first round, they're going to be like 13-point favorites. Yeah. Like, like at least. I think it's going to be even more than that. It's going to be a blowout. I don't even think it's going to be close. And I think the Steelers, too, if they play one of these two teams, it's not going to be close. Who I did think the Pats play in the divisional round last year? They played the Texans, but the Texans' D was unbelievable. And they were like 21-point favorites, though, right? Yeah, and they kept it close. I, I don't, yeah, 21's aggressive, but they were, they were, they were double digits for sure. Um, but their Texans' defense definitely got to Brady. I mean, Clowney and Watt were all over him. Or no, Watt wasn't playing, but Clowney was all over him the whole game. Um and, and I think that's that's how you're going to get to them. But that's where I think the Jags would have a chance, but the Jags wouldn't play the Pats. So I think that's where it's going to be Jags-Steelers, and I think the Steelers are going to eviscerate them with all their weapons being healthy. Is Antonio Brown going to be healthy? Is he you know, okay? I was just seeing something. I was seeing that he is, like, in Florida with Ocho Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good sign? You know, we had the Facebook Live thing last year. Uh-huh. And... Now we have to deal with him with Ocho Cinco. I feel like Antonio's always on the edge of being a diva, but he's too much of an introvert naturally. <laughs> yeah, I think so he, he like wants saves to be a himself. Diva. Yeah, yeah, he, he wants, wants to be a, to be a diva, diva, but he's like he's like trying so hard to be a diva, but he just can't. And so he's he's just you know doing his own thing. Yeah, and since we're talking Steelers, you know, I think everyone listening knows James Harrison now signed with the Patriots, got two sacks and a forced fumble in his last regular season game with the Pats. Um, his first game with the Pats. Uh, after playing with the Steelers, and he forced a fumble, had two sacks, and I mean, it was just against the Jets end of the year. Mm-hmm. They were wrapping up, a f- you know, that first round by a number one seed. But to me, a lot of people are, you know, killing on James Harrison, saying that he, you know, betrayed his team. What's your take, Berg? I love it. I absolutely love it. I couldn't love it any more than he do it, him doing that. Why? It's so awesome. I mean, the, the, we, you were talking about it before this. The Steelers cut him when he was an undrafted free agent. 
Then they forced him to retire when he came back. He played a year with Cincinnati. They re-signed him. He had a big year, and then he, all of a sudden they got two other guys who, uh, give him credit, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt are really good players. Right. But you got to find a way to get him in there. And then if you're not, don't be upset when he wants to leave. Now, when you're going to go off and have a horrible splitting up, absolutely go sign with the Patriots. 100%. I would, I would recommend that every time. Because it's, it, it, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a Kevin Durant situation where he was leaving a good team and, and you know that wanted him back. The Steelers didn't want him. They clearly showed they're going to put him on the bench. And if you're not going to do that, I'd rather sit the bench on the Patriots than on the Steelers. <laughs> you know, like, and so if that's what you're looking at, saying, hey, I could, I could do this and, and kind of screw over my former employer, employer, absolutely I'd go to the Patriots. I would do that same thing every time. Especially when I think that the team promised him a lot of playing time mm-hmm. and then he doesn't get it. And it's like, he's 39. Like, and yeah. he's James Harrison. You know what James Harrison is like. You think he just wants to go sit on the bench? You think he wants to be someone's mentor? Yeah. Have you seen the look on his face <laughs> walking around? Have you seen him talk much? Yeah. No, I don't think he wants to walk around being TJ Watt's mentor and just, you know, you know, just slowly walk away into obscurity. Totally. Like, James wants to, you know prove everyone wrong all the haters he's still got that chip on his shoulder from you know being undrafted and then being cut twice by the Steelers once by Baltimore and I think yeah he owes them nothing he owes them absolutely nothing the Steelers can't talk like they have this culture where you're obligated to honor them and protect (laughs) them and then you know cut him all these times when he doesn't matter and then when he's famous and a big deal then you know hold him to a different standard so I think it's totally a double standard on the Steelers part and, you know, I'm happy for James. Well, I don't want to see him on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling you last year, Cousin Berg, I, I recovered my, you know, I became, you know, a professional broadcaster. <laughs> I didn't hate the Patriots anymore. I accepted their Super Bowl comeback. But then with that game, with the catch rule, with Jesse James going to the end zone, I hate the Patriots again. Uh, what I hate is that I, I don't even necessarily hate the Patriots. I hate Patriots fans. I hate how spoiled they are. I hate the are. culture. I hate everything about it. I hate that, like, Boston fans so quickly forget that 15 years ago, their baseball team hadn't won a championship in 85 years. Their football teams were horrible prior to these Patriots. They were awful. In the 80s and 90s, they were awful. And so you're coming out of here acting like, oh, yeah, we're the best. We're untouchable. It can change like that. It can go from great to nothing. The, the, look at San Francisco. San Francisco, a couple years ago, had yeah. the Niners in the in the – Five, uh, Super Bowl. You had the Giants who had won three two, uh, World Series in five years. Last year, the Giants or yeah, the Giants lost 98 games. The Niners were 1-10 before Jimmy Garoppolo came in. And the five wins they had was against a Rams team who wasn't trying. It was against a couple other teams who, who weren't great teams. So it's not like you're coming in here having these amazing games going on. It can switch, it flip on a switch right away. Yeah, and the culture is so entitled and that's funny you, you know connected it to San Francisco with Garoppolo going 5-0. and oh them trading him for a second rounder and I feel like that's part of the end for the Patriots like do you think Belichick's gonna be out next season do you think he's gonna be there because just giving up Garoppolo for a second rounder I mean I never know what's in Belichick's head maybe he wants to take like some undrafted quarterback and make him the next Tom Brady and and he's tricking us all but I don't know the drama coming out of New England right now is interesting it's uh, I have a theory here and it's the most Patriots thing that's gonna happen and I'm so annoyed because I just I feel like it's gonna happen what Belichick did was he said, all right, I got, I got three years left of Brady. Okay. okay. And so you say, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo, we're not going to pay him starter money right now because he, he hasn't earned it and okay. he's not going to be a starter as getting starter money yep. as, a, as a bench guy. What's gonna, what he does is he has, I'm going to trade him to a team that has a great coach that will develop, develop him. He'll play there for three years. 
get he'll he'll play this season. He'll get franchised this year, and then franchised again next year. He'll be a free agent, and he's going to resign with the Patriots, and Brady will retire. It, it's 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 so a Belichick thing to have. But happen. I feel like Garoppolo is going to do too well, and then he's going to say, "Okay, I can go back to the Patriots and kill it on the Patriots." No, dude, Niners are going to revamp, and he's not going to want to leave. Why would you go back to Boston when you're in San Francisco? Uh, like if everything's going well there, it's a great place to be. Because they have six Super Bowls, you could play for Belichick. The Niners have five. But when's the last Garoppolo one? Garoppolo gets one Super when's the last Bowl. One he's one not yeah, if he wins the Super Bowl <laughs> next year, exactly. You're proving my point here. The Pats are consistently great every single year. They don't go through fel- phase, down phases. You lose your starting quarterback, they still win ten games, go to the playoffs. It's like it's it's a system. They just churn out wins. And so if you have a place where you're just going to be put in a place to be successful and you're going to win, why not stay there? So then your thing is that this is all overblown. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be back together next year. This big breakup that the media is promoting uh, that all centers around this Tom Brady's trainer. What's this guy's name? Alex Guerrero. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? You think it's way overblown? You think you, what you sound like is like, oh, you know, Belichick's just going to come back. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's annoyed, but he's... I feel like Belichick's always got like some deep plan- secret plan up his sleeve that no one actually knows. It's just so frustrating anyone who thinks this is even a story. Like it, it's so dumb. The Patriots this entire year or their entire like Brady's career have sacrificed over and over again to be successful. They've put the team first every single time. And so you think all of a sudden this one trainer is going to derail all of it? No chance. Brady's going to be there until he's not good anymore, and then they're gonna, he's going to retire. He, he realizes that. Belichick realizes that. All of these things are the case. That The second he can't help them win, he would trade him away, and in order, in order to prevent that from happening with the relationship that they have, he's going to say, all right, fine, I'm just going to retire. I'm See, I disagree that. somewhat just because I think Belichick and Brady believe in themselves. Like They have to have that self-confidence. They have to believe in themselves more than anything. So if Belichick feels like, Brady's not at the level to make him the most winning, most successful coach, then he's going to want to dump Brady, but Brady's going to feel like he's carrying Belichick. And that's where I think there's at least some tension, you know, coming from the end that the, the eventual end. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think the, 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 the bigger thing on my end is Brady's going to stay there until he's not able to carry Belichick. Like, he believes in himself, but the second that he's not doing well, that he's not performing, I mean, this year, he's an MVP. He's going to be the MVP again this year. Like, he's still, at 40 years old, the best quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, you, you can't, uh, he's still the greatest, and so they're going to keep winning. And he's going to stay there. But the second he can't win anymore, it's not going to be like, he's not going to just start him just because he should. He's going to start him because he wants to win. And he's going to help him win. And the day he can't help him win anymore, he's out. Right, I get that there's, that they have nothing to prove. I just think that they they don't realize that. Like they're always gonna have that chip on their shoulder. Tom Brady's always gonna have that chip on his shoulder that made him great, and he's always gonna think about that and always try to push for that next Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't see. You know, maybe he'll do the Manning thing where he literally can't throw 15 yards and knows mm-hmm. is that what, that's what you think? He's gonna literally not be able to throw the ball, so he's gonna have to retire. Well, yeah, and I think I think he'll retire before he gets to that point. I think Manning played one season too long. But I, I think he'll but one one Super Bowl more, right? <laughs> totally, totally. But I just like it. It's one of those things where he'll see it before anybody else does, and he'll know I need to hang it up now. Yeah. Like I need to hang it up. I can't do this anymore. I can't compete because he's too proud and competitive. The other thing is that gets overblown that people don't think about. His wife makes more money than he does, so it's not like he's gonna have no job or he's gonna have no money. His wife makes more money than he does. Yeah. So he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. He doesn't need football. He doesn't need that. He wants to win. He needs to win. And when he can't win and he can't be the one to help them win, he will retire. 
I think what's interesting is how bad these wild card games have made the wild card teams look. Oh yeah, right. Besides the Falcons, like in the AFC, we're watching Jacksonville and Buffalo right now. It's ten to three, five minutes left in the fourth, and ten to three. It just makes both teams look bad. It mm-hmm. just makes you like the Steelers more, like the Patriots more. And I felt the same way with the Kansas City Tennessee game, just because. Kansas City looked good in the beginning, and I'm like, oh, you know, they could challenge the Steelers or the Patriots. But then Tennessee coming back, it just makes both both teams kind of be like, meh. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think it's it's good right now. I think there's the NFL is very top heavy right now. You have some teams. But what about the, the NFC? I mean, you ha- the NFC now. The NFC is has four teams that I think were good, but apparently not because the Rams aren't good enough to win. So I I mean, it, it's a crapshoot, especially yeah. this year too. You have. The Eagles, who were good, aren't going to be good anymore. They don't have a quarterback. You have the Rams, who are out and obviously aren't that good. You have the Vikings, who uh, you never know what they're going to do. Case Keenum's never played in a playoff game. He's like, he, he could be really good. And that's good. why I felt so good about the Rams. And I all, that's why I also felt the Rams, with the Rams, it was sort of just a dud. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like, like, we know they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Like, watching Buffalo and Jacksonville right now, it's like, they they don't look great. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Like, the Rams didn't look great, but it felt more like a dud, Mm -hmm. which is why I think the NFC is more top-heavy. But, yeah, yeah, they could have gone to the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I think they could have beat the Vikings. Yeah. They could have beaten them when they played in in Minnesota. They they lost, granted, and they lost by, I think, two touchdowns or two and a half touchdowns, but... It, it was close to that. Cup dropped it, fumble or fumbled it on the one yard line. They had a couple stops. I think it was a tie game going into the fourth quarter, or they were down by a touchdown. So it, it's not like it was a blowout, even though the score might say differently. Kind of like the Eagles game, right? They only really lost by a touchdown, but they scored that extra touchdown at the end. So it, it's a it's a interesting situation. I mean, who knows if the Saints or the Panthers are good? Some not the Panthers are, I think, not good at all. I do not think they're good, and so I don't know what they're going to do. And then the Saints are good sometimes, but who knows what that's going to translate So in. the Panthers are like the Kansas City of the NFC playoffs? Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think the Saints could just explode. I think, I yeah, I have, I have no idea what to expect with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they've not, I mean, they've beat the Falcons twice, which is huge. I think they beat the Panthers twice, or they beat them, they split with the Panthers. They, they have some good wins, and you always have Drew Brees, right? But the thing that's concerning is that this season, the, their team isn't based around Drew Brees. It's based around those two running backs who are unbelievable, by the way. But it's based on those two guys, and so it's weird thinking about a team going into the playoffs that Drew Brees isn't quarterbacking. It's it's one of those situations where, like the Patriots, if you have Tom Brady under center, you know you have a chance to win, and that's how you usually feel about Drew Brees. But when it's not going through him, you, you never know. But I will say he did show in a couple of those games that when it came to push comes to shove and you need someone to make a play, make a play they're going to put the ball in his hand, and it's going to work. Yeah, so we've got the national championship game tomorrow, Georgia-Alabama. Yep. yep. I'm going to go Georgia. You know Nick Chubb's my favorite player. You know I love this. It's just the sound of that. <laughs> just Chubb moving down the sideline. Just just moving. And I think the freshman quarterback's going to show up. I think, he, I think he's going to play unfazed, and <laughs> I think he's going to make them the next Clemson. Let's go. So do you know what Nick Saban's record against former assistants is? When he plays people who are his assistants in the past, do you know what his record is? Two and eight. Eleven and zero. Never lost a game against a t- person who used to coach for him. It's eleven and zero. Kirby Smart, longtime assistant. Now, what I'll say is Kirby Smart's one of those guys. He's a real football coach, so I could see him winning. However, the problem is Georgia is really good because Georgia is just like a different, like a lesser version of Georgia of Alabama. But Alabama's just better at everything that Georgia does. Alabama's better at it. Their defense is unbelievable. I don't care. I've said this all year. People can be like, oh, they've lost all their linebackers. They're onto their sixth string linebacker. 
oh, bummer, you have to play another five-star recruit there at your fifth-string linebacker. It's not like there's some team that had one player, like Ed Oliver, the guy at Houston. They got one guy, and he gets hurt. That's a different story. Alabama has guys every single year that go top ten in the draft. They're going to have Mika Fitzpatrick's going again this year. They're going to have guys every single time. I, I, I just don't get it how anyone thinks that they're not going to win. They made Clemson look horrible. Horrible. They made Clemson look horrible. Clemson was a, a FCS team last weekend. They were. I mean, <laughs> did you see? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you see um, it, that game? That was ridiculous. I mean, after the Rose Bowl, it was just such a letdown. I was like, I'm glad the Rose Bowl was first. Yeah. Because if it was flipped, it would have just been so boring. You would have <laughs> just had all the energy sucked yeah. out of you before you got a, got to watch that amazing Rose Bowl. Well, and I'm glad, too, because I fell asleep during the uh, – the second game, and so I'm glad that I was able to watch the whole first game. You fell asleep at like eight? That doesn't sound like you. What do you mean? I go to sleep I, last week. By the way, I went. But that to bed was a weekend. For not, it was a Monday night. It was a work night. I had. I went to You're bed. Right. I went to bed before nine o'clock every single day last week. I went to bed at six thirty on Tuesday night. I'm a huge proponent of that. Six thirty. So tell us it, why that's important, Berg. Need my sleep. Are you Benjamin Franklin? Are you just? Do you believe the hype, or do you just no? It just works for you. I just need sleep. Okay. I am a mental wreck if i don't get my sleep and so i need to always do that so my thing was with that game with alabama and clemson the funniest part was Dabo walking around did you see his thing with the grass where hmm. he brings he brings like gra his secret grass and he sprinkles it around that's weird <laughs> well you know less what less miles used to do right what he used to eat grass at every field he played on Every single field he'd eat. That some was of the his grass. luck charm. Yeah, that's what Les Miles used to do. He just Dabo started this new thing where he's like bringing grass. He wouldn't tell the reporters where the grass is from, and he just sprinkle it around. I'm just I bet like, you it's from the national championship game last year. Where they play it last year? If it was grass, it was a hundred percent from that game last year. I have no idea. It has to be. There's no other explanation I, for that. I feel like they were on a turf last year. I feel like they were at Mercedes Benz in Atlanta last year. But was I it don't open? Know. What? I don't think it was open last year. Mercedes Benz. Was. I thought no, I think it opened up this year. Okay. I don't yeah, I don't know where it was, but so okay, so you have Alabama or you have Georgia in that game? Yeah, I'm gonna go Georgia. I'm gonna go the surprise. I'm gonna go gosh, if Nick Saban loses that game, is what is he gonna coach next year? No, he he's it, it's it, it, I, it's a foregone conclusion, it's a W. It's a no doubter, hundred percenter in my head. I, w I would bet my life savings. Which speaking of betting, I like to think that I'm a good better. I'm the worst. I'm you went 0-5. 0-5 yesterday. Every single bet I placed missed. I bet the Rams and the Chiefs against the spread. Chiefs were getting 8.5, and, and I took them against the spread, and they lost outright. It is mind-blowing how I'm so bad at gambling. I don't know what is going on, but maybe one day I'll figure it out. I think I'm just learning this is just what gambling is. This is why you shouldn't gamble. No, that's what gambling is. I just got into some altcoins on... <laughs> Berg's just dead right now. I just got into some altcoins um, for crypto trading, and like, it's so sketch. If you, I hope you lose all your money. Anyone who has their money in crypto, I hope they lose everything. Why? I hope you do. Why? Because it makes. No, but listen, this is my thing, Berg. Just hear me out. Okay, I need a pause. I need to just let you know how how much money was in the dot com bubble. Just guess how much. Four to five trillion. Okay. Okay. What's the market cap for cryptos right now? Total. What? It's like eight hundred bill. Okay. So I'm just like, if it's a bubble, it's not over yet. Why? But it doesn't have to grow to that size. It doesn't have to go to four to five. It doesn't trillion. have to, but the money supply is like double what it was before. I mean, with all the quantitative easing that's gone on. I I just think it is the dumbest thing ever. Until until now, here's what I'll say about it. I think 
crypto is stupid. Now, I'm all in on blockchain. I'm an Ethereum guy myself. Okay. But I think crypto is just so stupid. Until I can go to the grocery store and buy a roll of toilet paper with a Bitcoin, has no purpose to me. But that's coming. When? Give me a year. No. Zero Do you think the government's going to stop it? I just don't think it'll ever get mass adoption. You think my mom will pay in Bitcoin? <laughs> Until you can get my mom. My mom has an iPhone. My mom has an Apple TV. My mom has all these things. That's why it has mass adoption because old people can use it. My mom's not old. Sorry, mom. But when you, until you can get my mom using that, it has no purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just think it's already coming. There's already like wallets that are being made for Bitcoin. There's already crypto wallets. There's already credit cards that are being made. There's like this Swiss credit card company that's partnered with Visa. I just think it's coming. And I don't think the bubble's over. And if the bubble is over, they got this great coin that's backed by the U.S. dollar. You just switch into that. I mean, transfer he, your money out. Here's the only thing I'll say. I, I, from an investment perspective, I don't think Bitcoin makes any sense realistically. However, as an investment, I think there's money to be made there. There's right. there's money to be made. I mean, there's money to be made in anything. Yeah. Right. But it. it but it's just I don't think that. It, Where's uh, the money to be made for you, Berg? What are you up to? <laughs> I'm I'm, late. I'm sports gambling. But what are you scheming? What am I scheming? I'm if I'm scheming the altcoins, what are you scheming? I'm laying low right now, man. You're I, laying I, low. Yeah, I'm just, I'm riding a couple of things. But You're in a low key season of your life. Really low key. I don't have time to be like. It, my thing is, if I'm going to invest in something, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. And so I don't like. I've been burned enough times from under researching things, and so I need oh, to hundred percent all in, and and I I just don't have the time or want to be all in on something. And I the think. biggest thing is just, just don't be just don't be cocky and don't be stubborn. Don't be don't, greedy. Don't make like 150% and then lose money. That's, after hap- you, that's happened to me. That is the story I've literally of my life. like doubled my money on something and then just been reckless and then <laughs> been down 50%. It's, the st- it's literally the story of my life. And it happens to me every single time. Every time I get a stock, there's actually one. It's funny. I'm, I'm part of a class action lawsuit on it right now. I don't know <laughs> if I'm supposed to say that. But uh, basically there was tampering when I, I went up. I was up like 400% in this company. Yeah. And at the time, my entire net worth was in this one company. It was up 400% and I was living like a king. I was living life. This was probably like 10 years ago. Okay. And living like a king and then all of a sudden, it's, it's a drug company. It was a biotech that was supposed to go before yep. the FDA. Two days before it goes before the FDA or it was a drug and they said if you gave this drug to rats in 100 times the normal dosage, some of them got cancer. And the, t- the stock went from like, it was at like $9 it went to 75 cents. Like Dead. that overnight. Yeah. Yep. And I lost everything in it. <laughs> and it yeah. was horrible. And it's because I got greedy and I should have just locked out. But I said, hey, if it's at $9 now, it could go up to $90. And I could make it's true 400,000%. And I, but I got greedy and it did not pay off. And I can't do that. Now they're, I, they're apparently getting sued for tampering and I could get like 50 cents per share or something. But it should be a good, good little payout. Yeah. That would be a good little boost. Yeah. And that was my thing this morning before we did this. I was like, I was in the markets. I lost some money overnight, but I was still way up. I was still way up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just out. I'm going to go all back to the U.S. dollar so I can just do this, enjoy my Sunday, and just have a clear mind. (laughs) Like, don't you get cloudy? Yeah, I get get stressed. Yeah, and you're checking your phone like every second, and you're like, no, I'm out. I hate it. Even if I could, you know, just make $1,000 in the next, like, hour, I'm just going to leave it behind. Yeah. Because... The it's FOMO or yeah. the or the potential loss—it's too stressful. Yeah, I totally agree. 
that that state of mind. So so you're out right now. You're just chilling. Um, yeah. I was you, saying. Oh, go ahead. No, you got it. I was saying earlier with the NBA though, Berg, or should I say Cousin Berg? But I think we have we moved past. I feel Cousin like Berg? We, yeah, I think Cousin Berg is. Yeah, we've moved past. past it. Okay, but we haven't moved past Teo. Yeah, no, Teo's always gonna be around. Okay, so I was saying earlier with the NFL, I feel like you know, there's these it, there's these cycles. It's cyclical. You know, people think that oh, Kansas City's hot at the beginning of the year, and then they think oh, Jacksonville's D. Jacksonville's looking good, but then you know we kind of agree it's just gonna be Steelers Pats. But with the NBA, I'm saying Berg, I'm not really watching right now. I know you're a diehard fan. My thing to myself and people like me is that we don't need to watch. The playoffs are the best. Mm-hmm. If something does happen, it'll happen in the playoffs. And it's probably going to be Cleveland or Boston and Golden State anyways. Mm-hmm. So this is like this is bigger than one sport, this theme of mine. Yeah, I think with the NBA, like it, it, for, a ca- for like the casual fan or anyone who's less than a diehard fan and will watch – Charlotte versus the like Kings on a Tuesday night, right? Um, it, it's it is pointless to watch regular season. I mean, it's even pointless to watch playoffs until you get to the Western uh, to like the conference championship games because it's gonna be Rockets, uh, Warriors, and then Cavs Celtics. Or yeah, Cavs Celtics. Now I think I, I predicted it a year early. Celtics are gonna come out of the East. I, I don't think it's even a question. I think they're coming out of the East. But I, I don't know, man. Like, there, there's there's a lot of good teams, and I think there's some teams that can match up well and give a lot of problems to the teams that are going to be good. I mean, Milwaukee, I, I've I've been high on them forever. I think Giannis might be the best player in basketball this season. He's he's legitimately unstoppable. He's seven feet tall. He plays point guard. He can guard all five positions. When when they start going into the playoffs and they can unlock the lineup where they put him at the at center, you play him at center and with four guards around him. You got length everywhere. Uh, I mean, you could put guys. You could have. If you went like Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, and then like if Jabari comes back, Jabari Parker, and then Giannis, yeah. that team is devastating. devastating. It's so cool. I I love everything about Giannis. You yeah. can't market a person better. Yeah. Like how cool is it that he is who he is, and he's just a Greek freak, and he's just a great guy. I like want, he's just an awesome yeah. dude. I want like a Russian freak. I want like an Argentinian freak. You have a Latvian. I want freak. an Aussie freak. You have the Latvian one. You have Portuguese. Oh, a I mean, Latvian is, freak. You have him. You. I mean, you have. This is the golden age of basketball from a you know, from a uh, random talent standpoint of guys you'll never see again. I mean, you'll never see a seven foot three power forward center who can shoot the three, who can do all the things Porzingis does. Joel Embiid moves like a two guard, and he's playing center. He's seven foot two. I mean, you you have these guys who are fascinating to watch. Giannis, seven footer. You got guys that just don't make sense. And then overall, of it you have LeBron, who's still the best player in the world in his 15th season or 14th season or whatever. I mean, he's now played longer than Larry Bird played. He, That's he, nuts. He, That's crazy to think. And he's still the best player in the league. I mean, you, I was asking you earlier who you thought the MVP would be right now. You said LeBron. and, and whether It's just because I, I don't want to overthink things. Right. And I'm saying whether I agree or not, it's not a bad call. Well, well, just a really typical call of someone who isn't a diehard NBA fan, right? Yeah. That's such a typical For call. For sure, yeah. It's just it's like, oh, bet. like, you know, Isaiah Thomas was injured. Um, mm-hmm. He's got less support around him. He doesn't have Kyrie. They're still doing great, and he's putting up great numbers. I, That's valuable. That's valuable. The thing valuable. is, though, I, don't, I, I can't give LeBron the credit for having not a supporting cast around him because he's the one who chose to do that. He's the GM of the Cavs, and if he wants to pay $50 million, like pay $15 million a year to Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, uh, hold on. We got some yeah, big news hold right on. Now. Live update. Tyrod uh, Taylor's Tyron down. Taylor is in big trouble. Pick City, Nathan Peterman might be coming back in. This is unreal. We've got a minute 17 to go. They're driving. Buffs with fourth the ball, and fourth and three. They're driving. Uh, 
Everyone's on their knees for Tyrod. Um, he just got slammed into the ground. The Jags D's got a lot of sacks, a lot of pa- pass breakups. We see uh, Nathan Peter. Is it Nathan Peterman? Yeah. Yeah, warming up live. Um, and we're just going to keep things crazy. So that's the drama. So you all should feel very uneasy right now. And I think things are going to get even more uneasy because I think the one player we forgot to mention in the NBA was uh, Lonzo. Ooh. And where are his brothers right now? Uh, Lithuania. Yeah, so you've got a little Lithuanian Des Pa. Zito for you. <laughs> Deposito, spridosu savo deposito. Muteli pakelsu noixtes granito. Gritetsi dursu tarpelito. Deposito, yesu nevante. That's amazing, Berg. I love every bit of this. This, this is, is phenomenal. This is heaven. Yeah, so my thing, Berg, is, you know, last year we wanted to go to Kiribati. I think we might have to cancel those plans. Go to Lithuania. Lithuania. Go try to get on the, you know, the Ball family's got that, like, Facebook Live. Yeah, Ball in the Family. Yeah, Ball in the Family. Have you watched any of that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the guys who used to play for my stepdad is their trainer right now, Darren Moore. So, but, yeah, Ball in the Family is so ridiculous. Are you hotter on the Ball family or Lithuania as a country? Lithuania. Why? Jonas Valanciunas. He's a beast. Arvita Sabonis. They got some beasts out there. I'm all in on Lithuania. To be honest, I could not tell you anything about it. But weren't you reading something earlier about like about like famous people from Lithuania? You'd never know where Lithuania. Never, never heard of any of these people. They said all the famous people and then they're like, Oh no, yeah. No, but wasn't isn't like, like Hank from Pink. Lithuania? Yeah, they're like she's like one percent Lithuanian. One percent Yeah, they're like, Yeah, she's not very Lithuanian, but she is. Oh my goodness. And that's the fact that they have to draw out that Oh, that was See, a pretty aggressive. That is hit. is that a personal foul to wrap around the neck like that? Uh I don't know. I don't think Oh, oh they're pulling oh, a stretcher out. He's still down. He's like barely standing up right now. This is he's done. He's concussed. Oh, at least he's up. Yeah, he's walking around. Okay, that's good at least. But he's yeah. If Peterman scores, do they go for two? Mm, yes. <laughs> Why? Be- just because he's like next time he will throw a pick. You so just, we better yeah. do it now. If you score, you don't want to go into overtime in Jacksonville. You're not at home. If you're at home, you go. But you you go for the win here. I can't even describe this moment, folks. Fourth and three. You're bringing in the backup for fourth and three. Yeah. <sighs> I hate all of this. This is just going to be bad. This is just Bills fan. This is going to happen to a Bills fan. You already know what's going to happen. It's going to be like a sack fumble for turn for a touchdown or something. <laughs> it's just going to okay. be so oh bad. Oh, my. There's a sack. Oh, oh, oh. He escapes it. He's running. Oh, first down. Oh, 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 oh. my God. Okay, he got it back. <laughs> he got the first down, though. He got the first down. Did he get? Oh, he got out of bounds, too. Okay, minute seven. They're like midfield. I okay, think. so he fumbled out of oh bounds. This is gosh. this is so annoying for you people, but you're probably this is used horrible to my radio screaming. right now. Horrible this is radio. Horrible radio. Yeah, it's like 49 yard line. Okay, we'll keep you posted. But back okay. to the ball family. Lavar is a clown. First of all, anyone who takes him seriously, it's so ridiculous that he's like on CNN and people are like taking him semi seriously. He is a clown, and he's trying to be a clown. But that's what media is. For media, you just need ratings. Absolutely, you yeah. You have to sell advertising. Well, but he, people he, forget media is a business. He understands it better than anyone. Yeah, he is the master marketer. He's done all these things, and like whether his other two sons are scrubs or not, everyone cares about. Oh, is that grounding? That might be grounding. Yep. Oh, forward pass. Are they gonna? But there was a running back there. No, he wasn't. The running back was like, wait. I guess maybe because he was getting tackled, they'll give it to him. But um, yeah, I think the balls are just clowns. I think Melo is actually really good. I think Jello is horrible. And I think Lonzo will figure it out and be really good. I saw him shoot a jump shot the other day that looked actually kind of normal, and I was happy about it. So Yeah. Should we cut this off? Should we just yeah. let people know that this is the biggest drama of the year, Jacksonville-Buffalo, and 
Yeah. For our next podcast, we'll talk about how crazy it was. Yeah. I'm in. All right. This was uh, Matt and Connor. We're still figuring out the name. If you have suggestions, let me know. Yeah. Okay. Email us or call us. <laughs> you have our numbers. Just text me. If you're listening to this, you know who we are. <laughs>